Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is John chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that you would help us to think about the purpose and plan in our lives, that we would be seeing the purpose that Jesus was spending his life for, and that we would consider what you intend for us and the plan for our lives. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. John chapter 2 And on the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, What does your concern have to do with me, woman? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now six stone water jars were set there in accordance with the ceremonial cleansing of the Jews, each holding two or three measures. Jesus said to them, Fill the water jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the head steward. So they took it. Now when the head steward tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it was from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head steward summoned the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and whenever they are drunk, the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum and his mother and brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there a few days. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple courts those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers seated. And he made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple courts, both the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to the one selling the doves he said, Take these things away from here. Do not make my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews answered and said to him, What sign do you show to us because you are doing these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, This temple has been under construction forty-six years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the saying that Jesus had spoken. Now while he was in Jerusalem, at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name because they saw his signs which he was doing. But Jesus himself did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people. And because he did not need anyone to testify about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. John gives details on just seven signs of Jesus. We usually call them miracles, but John calls them signs. They are pointing to something. John has chosen a variety of signs to show that Jesus wasn't just a great healer, but that he has power over everything. We could say that this miracle was over quality. The water changed quality from plain water to wine. This is a quiet sign, 
only a few people know about it, his mother, the disciples, and the servants. When the bridegroom ran out of wine, it was an embarrassing situation. I've read that weddings would last seven days. I'm not sure if that was in every case, but even if it was just one day, it would be embarrassing to be unable to provide for your guests during an important ceremony. So Jesus' mother comes to him and believes that Jesus can solve the problem. I don't think she had any idea how Jesus would solve the problem. She just knew that Jesus could. Jesus first says, What does your concern have to do with me, woman? My hour has not yet come. He wasn't being unkind or disrespectful. What he means by my hour has not yet come is an interesting question. I believe there is some foreshadowing of the great wedding feast in heaven, and perhaps that is what Jesus is referring to. Jesus tells the servants to fill the six water pots. Each would hold over 100 gallons, so this would have taken some time as they would hand carry the water and pour it into the pots. Then Jesus told them to take a cup of it to the steward to taste. He declares that it is better than what they had been drinking before. He says, You have kept the good wine until now. I'm sure that John wants us to think about all the applications of that to the way that God has dealt with us. John records that Jesus went from there to Capernaum and then to Jerusalem for the Passover. The law stated that all of the Jewish males must go to the place of God for the Passover. That place had been the temple in Jerusalem for a long time. John mentions three Passovers in his book, while the other Gospels are arranged with Galilee first and then Jerusalem at the end. All of the Gospels arrange events for the purpose of their narrative and not necessarily chronological order. Jesus chases the animal sellers and money changers out of the temple. He said, Do not make my father's house a marketplace. The Jewish leaders are unhappy about this, of course. They were making good money from this business. John calls them the Jews, while the other Gospels typically will specify that they're the chief priests. Perhaps this is because John has written to a wider audience who wouldn't know the specifics of the leaders. They asked Jesus for a sign to show his authority. Apparently, Jesus had been doing signs because verse 23 says, many believed in his name because they saw his signs, which he was doing. But Jesus refuses to perform an instant sign for the Jews and says, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. They immediately think of the physical temple, but Jesus was talking about his body and how he would come back to life the ultimate sign. Jesus is looking long-term at his whole purpose for being on this earth. John tells us that Jesus did not entrust himself to anyone. Typically, a major public figure will have at least one manager, but Jesus had none. He alone knew the plan, and he revealed it at the right time. The theme I see in this chapter is that Jesus has a purpose and a plan. He told his mother his hour had not yet come. He drove out the sellers in the temple. He was not following anyone else's plan, but only his father's plan. Are we following one plan? Whose plan are we following? And now for a deeper dive. Drinking alcohol has been an issue for Christians to discuss. Since Jesus turned water into wine, is he approving drinking alcohol? Yes, 
Some people who want to think that the Bible requires total abstinence from alcohol will say that this is unfermented grape juice. Typically, they would call that new wine instead of wine, though. Paul tells Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake in 1 Timothy 5.23. And Jesus used the wine from the Passover in the Lord's Supper, or communion. They didn't have the technology or refrigerators and pasteurization like we do today in order to keep grape juice from fermenting. And they didn't have water purification plants like we do today, so a little alcohol mixed with water would help to purify it. But the Bible clearly says that getting drunk is a sin. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled by the Spirit. And 1 Corinthians 6.10 gives a list of several sins and says, Nor thieves, nor greedy persons, nor drunkards, nor abusive persons, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So, is it wrong to totally abstain from alcohol? No. If you choose to never drink alcohol, it is not a sin. But I cannot tell others that they must never drink alcohol. Here is the question we should ask ourselves about drinking alcohol and really everything else. Does this fit the purpose and plan for my life? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.